welcome. And this is Pondering Putan <laughs> with Ajushi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. Uh, I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. You didn't throw me off that time because of the welcome. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Um, we're very familiar with that intro. Yeah. So I thought maybe transposing it to Putan would would at least get a laugh out of you. Uh, but oh, alas, <laughs> uh, it, it was not to be. Um, but what it is to be is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy that's dedicated to Eiji Nodoka's manga series, Kumarty High School. Uh, and today we are continuing our read through of volume two with chapter 45, Shock Me. Yeah. Um, how's life? Um, it's, it's all right. Uh, my toddler has been homesick. Um, has not been like too intense, but just, you know, there's like one day of fever and then appetite's been kind of low. And so we've been like waiting for appetite to get back before sending them back to daycare. Um, and it just makes like working from home, uh, when there's also a toddler at home, it's just like a bad combo. Uh, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's been pretty good. Um, I don't, I don't seem to be sick. So, I mean, knock on wood. <clears throat> do I have, do I have oh. wood back there? Um, <laughs> yeah, you really gotta, um, you, you gotta, you gotta knock on the wood. Yeah. Oh, there's also wood right here. Here, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Get some full. Yeah, we have to there. preserve it for, yeah, posterity. Yeah. Um, if little known uh, nuance to the whole, like, bad luck juju, if you yeah. are recording a podcast when you uh, usher in your jinx or you, like, you know, um, affect the bad luck event whatever it may be yeah uh if there's not like audio you know audible evidence on the podcast doesn't count it doesn't count yeah this is, a, this is an auditory medium so you know audio yeah. only it's like another layer to the curse mm-hmm. um since we're on uh, that that subject uh Okay, I was just—I was gonna say—it's been pretty good. I was on GGP. That was a fun episode. People should check it out. But anyway, oh, yeah, about curses, yeah. curses. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, uh, wait, when was the GGP recording? Uh, so we recorded it on Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah, and it, it when it, it came out, out like it came out like out? today, like earlier today. So. Okay, so this six six twenty 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 three, everybody. Go find that episode. Listen to it. Yeah. Um, it's for uh, the finale for Sea Destiny. Uh, and I think we we had fun. Um, you know, when, when you have, like, passed through hardship and come out on the other side, there's, like, a, a certain celebratory air about things. So mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that none of us liked the anime, uh, I think we had a lot of fun on that episode in particular because we could kind of like, we were just free. And so we could just laugh, you know, um, it was oh, like with, with the, the, you know, disaster of seed destiny, no longer looming over you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very nice to be able to just like, some of it was like, 
uh, as it was going, I was feeling like lighter and lighter because I would like talk about something and then just like have like not like fully conscious, but like the thought in the back of my head of like, that's the last time I ever have to think about that thing I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's always convenient when you can uh, just like expunge the horrible thought or the unpleasant thing. Um, Yeah. It's not always that that you can do that. Um, So when you can, it's definitely a a good feeling, especially if you're conscious, like in the moment that you're expunging it. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm glad you recovered from that curse or got past it. That ordeal. Yeah. Um, But I was just going to remark that um, I don't truly believe in any like superstition thing. But I recently have like been forced to acknowledge that I am in fact superstitious. And I, I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, yeah. But the breaking so, point for me. Well, go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you ask I, your questions I, about this. Very I, I was gonna be like, so so what's the what's the you know, what was the inciting incident that that made you have to confront this? But it sounds like you were about to continue that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been like a slow burn. So it's many, uh, and I, I think, I feel like it's been a gradual increase. Um, so before said incident, uh, it was mostly just like, you know, my internal monologue, um, mostly in the form of me being like, Hmm. I shouldn't say that. Like I'll be having a conversation with somebody and I'll be like, Hmm, I shouldn't say that right now because if I say that, then I just have a bad feeling that, you know, it's going to turn that the bad version of that thing is going to happen. Uh, a jinx essentially. Uh, yeah. So, which I don't believe in jinxes, but I'm like constantly just to do sort of like a vague example. Being like, um, somebody is carrying a bunch of like food from a takeout restaurant and you're like, think in your head about what would happen if like one of the little plastics like handles snapped and it all fell and you're like, I shouldn't say it because then I might cause it to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. And somehow, um, somehow it doesn't feel like a threat if it's not uttered. So I have yeah. no problem like thinking about it and having this whole metacognition about like, Oh, I'm thinking about the the jinx and I'm like envisioning the jinx <laughs> in my mind's eye. Uh, but is, you know, that's okay because I'm not going to do like, I don't feel threatened by that. But if I were yeah. to, for some reason, like utter it in the presence of another person in this like conversation, then somehow it becomes like more real <laughs> uh, and then like a danger, you know? Yeah. Um, this is this all is why like, This is why we like Cromartie High School because we have in like Cromartie High School style internal monologues. That's yeah, what you're describing yeah. right now. <laughs> well, I think we both do. Yeah. Um, another thing that I've learned about myself in the course of doing this, uh, this podcast, um, I've had like multiple – well, we, I guess we both have um, multiple instances where we've like described these 
variations of our internal monologue that are just like really out there. Yeah. Um, and I hope that people like found it funny and thought that we were just riffing on crow high. Uh, but every single time I've done that, every single time I've done that, I've been 1000% serious. Like, yeah, we are just like this. (laughs) Yeah. Just explaining is in as clear and as precise of like detail that I can, what goes on in my head. Um, so anyway, meanwhile, I haven't like thought this out, uh, you know, I'm now reflecting on like my thought process in these moments so I can kind of like expound on it in this way. I'm not having this whole train of thought in these moments. It's, it's just like completely like a feeling, um, but contained within that feeling is like all of this, uh, it, it is all of this like apprehension. Um, so yeah, it's mostly like, oh, I'm not going to say this. You know, I'll be talking about someone, talking with someone about an event. Uh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I think to myself, that will never happen. Uh, but then I don't, I'm like afraid to say that would never happen because then, of course, you know, we we know, we know what I, what yeah, the fear yeah. is, that it will happen. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's been like that for a while. And then, uh, the other day we were eating, uh, at the same restaurant (laughs) that we, that I ate at earlier, uh, which is called El Toro, not relevant detail. Uh, and I, I like, there's a, (laughs) this is actually kind of embarrassing to admit because it's so silly, but there's a salt shaker on the table and I accidentally knocked it over. Um, I don't often knock over salt shakers. Uh, it's like very rare. Um, and it was just like stood out to me in the moment as being a really strange, uh, it's been probably like 10 years since I knocked over a salt shaker. Um, yeah. And, but like the event of someone knocking over a salt shaker is like a trope, right? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta get a little bit of the salt that spills out of the salt shaker and get a pinch of it and then toss it over your left shoulder. Exactly. Um, so that's what I did, uh, but it was just like totally instinctual. Like I couldn't stop myself. I knocked over the salt shaker, and then it was just like a whole train of thoughts <laughs> went through my head, but kind of like too fast for me to really comprehend exactly what they were. Um, yeah. but then I still acted on it and I just grabbed the salt and I threw it over my shoulder. Um, and no one saw it. So it was great. <laughs> uh, because then I didn't have to like, you know, face the, I didn't have to like face anyone acknowledging me doing this, this really strange yeah. thing. Uh, and then it happened. <laughs> we were, um, we were at a creamy whip. Um, yesterday, uh, actually no Sunday. Um, and a creamy whip. I don't know if this is just like a totally Midwestern thing or if it's, um, like a Cincinnati thing specifically, but I don't, I uh, don't know creamy whip. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're more of a, you're more of an expert on Midwestern stuff than I am. So that's why I figured I would, I mean, um, uh, 
M, pitch M is probably listening to this. M, you chime in because you're more of an expert on Midwestern things than me. Because um, recently Emily made uh, f- fluff salad. And I was like, what is fluff salad? I don't know um, what fluff salad is. <clears throat> and I posted in the, the group chat. Um, and the two Midwesterners in the, the group chat, uh, M and Autumn, were like, you don't know what fluff salad is? And then, uh, you know, Jackson and Molly and stuff are like, what the fuck's fluff salad? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there, there are like some... Like- uh, it's like whipped cream and like... I think jello, like gelatin, and then like fruit. It's it sounds good. Yeah. Also apparently called ambrosia. I learned this from M. Ambrosia or Watergate salad. I feel like I've heard the term Watergate salad before. Okay. Um, but then never I never knew what it was. Uh, yeah. I just scrolled past it <laughs> somewhere on the internet. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digr- I digress. But okay, yeah. So the, that uh, is to say, I have blind spots uh, in my knowledge of Midwest stuff. Although I would say more of it is around like uh, home cooked fu- food, uh, because my my family is just European. So I, I I didn't grow up like like in my dad Midwestern was born in Germany and was the one who tradition. cooked and stuff. Yeah. So like, and there's no like family recipes for you know, grandma's like orange stuff or fluff salad or whatever, you know, like all yeah, there's no grandma's yeah. ludifisk. Yeah. It, it was render and, and schnitta. And like, this is what I grew up with as like that. That's the family stuff, you know, mm. kartoffel puffer. That sounds like it would be pretty similar to a uh, fluff salad. Uh, it's p- potato pancakes, kartoffel oh. puffer. Yeah. yeah so, they should really need, rename that something more potatoy sounding. Well, kartoffel means <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I I've distracted you from your story. Yeah. Um, so tell so, me okay. about uh, what, what was it called? Creamy whip. What's a creamy? Yes. Whip? <laughs> uh, grind so, ground me here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, creamy whip is like, to my understanding. Uh, a Cincinnati like culinary tradition and basically what it is, this is the part that I suspect is like probably just a Midwestern thing. Um, it's like a soft serve shack. Uh, and then you like go there in the summer and everyone like hangs out at the soft serve shack. Um, but they also, it's like only soft serve. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is like, it's like a specific Cincinnati chain of like, I think a broader Midwestern thing. Cause where I but grew up, it was uh frosty boy was the name of it. And it was okay. specifically, it's just, it's just soft serve. So the thing about creamy whip is that it's not like creamy whip is not a brand or like a name of a restaurant. Creamy whip is the item that you get. Okay. So it's soft serve, but it's just called creamy whip. But the place that you get it is also called like a creamy whip. Yeah. Um, and it's often it's associated with the like Kings Island amusement park, which is also a big iconic Cincinnati thing. And they have blue soft serve. Um, so I don't know how much the blue, the blueness is. Is, like, it, is it like blue moon flavor? 
blue blue what flavor? Blue Moon. So so Blue Moon is like a Michigan ice cream. What flavor is that? Um, <laughs> we have like uh, we have like dueling you, Midwestern spheres of reference here. Do you know Superman ice cream? Yes, I do. Do you know the blue part? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I can't. Of Superman ice cream. I don't even know how many colors are in Superman ice cream. I can't visualize it at all. All I know is that there's blue. It's red, blue, and yellow is in Superman ice cream. Okay. Is is each of the parts a different flavor? Yes. I've had it. I just don't like there's no way I'm gonna remember the the flavor of the blue part of Superman ice cream. So the 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 blue is blue moon. Is the the main thing to know here, <laughs> right? But if you yeah. were to like compare it to a uh, a more recognizable flavor, um, <laughs> it's the the flavor is Blue Moon. <laughs> I don't understand what you're asking. <laughs> okay, um, well, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to look say it up. It's to, not. I'm trying to look it up to see if I can get a description of what the flavor is. Um, okay. And apparently, it, it. My guess is it's probably coming from like the the Germany's. There's like a few different ones, but uh, in Germany there is a similar flavor, uh, and it's either called Angel Blue or Schlumpf, which translates <laughs> to Smurf. <laughs> so it's like the Smurf okay. ice cream. But apparently it is just kind of a, uh, like, just sort of a, this says like a marshmallow sweet flavor. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I genuinely don't know how to explain it. Like it, um, here, here's the best I can do to explain what Blue Moon tastes like, which is, uh, back in the day when you would like have Lucky Charms. I say back in the day because I don't eat Lucky Charms anymore, but I assume this is the same. And you would, like, eat all the Lucky Charms, and then, like, the milk would be, like, slightly blue from the marshmallows. And then you would drink the milk. Yeah, it would be sort of that, like, marshmallowy sweet blue milk from from Lucky Charms. Not Mm. exactly, but that's, like, in the territory. Got it. Yeah, that's not not the flavor at all. Okay. uh, Of the blue soft serve. The blue soft serve... I don't know if there's variations or not, but the one that we had is like has like a blueberry type flavor to it. Yeah. Um so again, I don't know the history. I could very easily Google it and then like learn it in 60 seconds probably, but I haven't done that because <laughs> I wasn't planning on on talking about this. Yeah. Um but anyway, so yeah, so there are creamy whips at at which you get a creamy whip. Um, the definitions of both of these things appear to be somewhat uh, unstable. Um, <laughs> and uh, but one th- the one thing that's for sure is that it has to be soft serve. Like you can't just serve, you know, yeah, regular ice cream or like a affogato or something. Yeah. And call it. Whereas Blue Moon to me is a a scooped ice cream. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're it's yeah. not the same thing at all. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but it's like a whole there's more to it than that. Um I just had creamy wit for the first time on Sunday. So I'm not the best spokesperson. Uh but it, it was good. Um and 
uh, when we got <laughs> when we got the cream UEP. Um, so we got our cream UEPs, and uh, I also ordered fries just because I was like, "Fuck it," you know. Um, I'll get something salty. I actually got watermelon like Dole Whip, which I'm sure you know, you're familiar with Dole Whip. Um, and uh, Sarah got the creamy whip, so we're eating that. And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get some fries, uh, because something salty would be good." And they brought out the fries, but they weren't salted, so they were little like salt packets. Yeah. Um, and I should have known right then. Just don't even go there. Uh, they also brought out ketchup that would have been good enough. I didn't need to open the salt packet, but I did. Uh, so I took out the salt pack packet, sprinkled it on the fries. Um, for some reason, sprinkling the salt on to something you're about to eat does not count as spilling it, even though the action is like the exact same. Yeah, um, but it's, it is intended to go there. Right. It, yeah. So somehow the curse has to do it's with not, intention. It's not like wasteful. Oh yeah. The waste dimension is. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think you might've honed in on, on yeah. what's, what's producing the curse. Um, and then of, of course, if that's the case, then it makes perfect sense that the only way to negate it would be to waste even more, um, by throwing it over your shoulder. Well, and I think the throwing over the shoulder comes from like rituals with salt, like salt circles and things. And so like by, by wasting the salt, which is like this important thing. you have like the only way to like resolve it is to like do a thing where you then encase yourself from bad luck by throwing it over your shoulder. So now it's like both in front of you and behind you. I think that's the logic behind it. This is not based on any research or anything. This is just me thinking about why I do this little ritual of throwing the salt over my shoulder. Oh, you do it too. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Wow. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't realize that. Um, that's that's really funny. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like if you throw the salt over your shoulder, then the demon chasing you has to like stop really quick and lick up the salt. Um, so you're like protecting yourself that way. Because uh, <laughs> the, the salt is it's really good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so open packet, poured it on the fries. We were still good at that point. Uh, but then, you know, of course I didn't, it's a salt packet. It's hard to like uh, completely empty it of every grain of salt. And uh, I set it on the on the bench, but it was really windy. So the wind was like blowing it around. And then e- even so, I didn't take the appropriate precautions. So eventually the wind just blew it off the bench and it fell to the ground. And I was like, ah, okay, now the salt has fallen. Uh, undisputably. Yeah. So at that point I had no choice, but to, I ripped open the remaining salt packet and I threw it over my shoulder. And this time Sarah noticed and Sarah was like, what, what was that? What did you just do? (laughs) And I was like, nothing. (laughs) I didn't do anything. So I actually still haven't, I have not admitted to her yet that I've been doing this (laughs) for months, for months now. Um, or like I, that I've like succumbed to this, uh, like superstition months ago, uh, and I don't I don't know if I can foresee a time where I'm 
going to be able to stop doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like completely wormed its way in. Uh, because if you stop now, then what if something bad happens? Yeah. Like what if I've attracted the attention of the salt demon by, yeah, you know, it's one of those, like they say, um, in your, like your home Wi-Fi network, you know, you have the option yeah. to like hide, hide it, make it like non-discoverable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people will advise you like, don't do that. Uh, because if someone is like looking around for a, you know, home network to hack into, they'll like, they can see it, you know, and they're going to be like, Ooh, like it's going to draw their attention. Uh, cause they're like, why are you, you know, where are they hiding their network for? Uh, and then yeah. they want to like, check it out. Um, so that's kind of what's happening. I, th- well, potentially 50% chance, <laughs> uh, of what has now happened that since I started protecting myself, the the demons uh, are like, yeah, we could. There's like bil- you know billions of people on this earth. Most of them don't do this. It doesn't. It's not exciting. Uh, but and also because those people don't do it, they are not going to notice necessarily the bad luck that you send their way. Mm. They will just chalk it up to uh you know the the whims of a caring world yeah yeah Um, but but you by doing the ritual have signaled that you will be aware of the punishment that is being brought upon you Mm -hmm. and that's really what they what they do it for yeah they want you Uh, to know that you have been tormented right because you failed (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they they get an extra kick if out of the suffering of their victim, if they know that the victim knows that the salt demon did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the moral of the story they is... live off of the bad feelings and either way, like and, the and bad the luck comes your way, someone is going to have the bad feelings. But if you then also have the bad feeling, the additional bad feeling of, Oh, if I'd only toss the salt over my shoulder, it would be okay. That that's, that's like the they tip. Just, they go nuts you for know? that shit. Yeah, they got a, they got a little extra tip. They got the <laughs> cream off the top. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's better than the finest salt. <laughs> it's just an ultimate delicacy for 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 these for these creatures. Now I'm thinking um, about this. Uh, there's this really great children's book author that we're like getting lots of books from, uh, and one of them is "Why Do I Feel This Way?" and it's like talking about like bad emotions and and how to like process them and deal with them but like in language for a kid uh and it's like very playful about it and so there's a part where it's like what if there are like uh evil monsters that i can't see that are like controlling people to make me feel bad because when i feel bad they get currency that they can use to exchange and like get things uh now i'm just thinking about this (laughs) yeah except it's like i mean it could be a whole barter system yeah Um, again like you know yeah the 20% 20% the spilled chance. salt bad luck demons are like exchanging something for the control people's mouths and hands to make you feel bad demons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a whole ref- ecosystem refining it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are also capitalists, uh, as it turns <laughs> <Obviously>. out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Was that ever a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, their whole economy revolves around salt. So not much different from, from us. Uh, 
from from many historical manifestations of human society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the moral of the story for anyone listening is, you know, don't get locked into this, uh, this cycle. Um, when you spill salt, just know that there's a little salt demon that's invisible to the human eye, to all human senses. That's just like scurrying around down there, you know, nomming up the salt, um, getting a nice little kick out of it. Mm-hmm. You can know that, but just don't throw it over your shoulder because chances are it's not. It's just going to like get you even more aggro. Yeah. And yeah, it will protect you for like, um, you know, that time perhaps. Uh, but eventually you're going to forget. Yeah. So. Um, um, anyway, I thought that this week's chapter was kind of a dud. Yeah. What are we going to do with this week's chapter? Yeah. I mean, I, I did kind of like when it got to the stuff about like the makeup and like, oh, don't you take your makeup when you off when you get home and stuff. Um, but like a good half of the chapter was just not that funny. It's it's the first time I think that I've like not been like delighted reading the chapter for the 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 week. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was a little funny at the end when the uh, uh, I can't remember the member, but like he's been when, kicked when, out and replaced. Yeah, when Yuri is is uh, revealed to have been kicked out and um is. What was his name? Uh, um, Saito. Yeah, Saito. Yeah, so the band yeah. members just like been replaced, and then all the other band members find out at the end. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty boring. It was hard to find a thematic timer for this one. Hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Next time, we'll be reading Chapter 46 from Volume 2. You can get the full schedule at exportaudio slash Puton. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast, among the others, becoming a patron, uh, a $1 patron of the network at exportaud.io and listening for the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive bonus episodes of a variety of podcasts, including Coffee and Comic Books, a podcast where they actually talk about the comics most of the time. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Uh, they can find the free feed at exportaud.io slash Puton or featuring pondering put down on their podcast i have a choice if you like listening to us talk we do a lot more of that over at ghost divers which you can find at export audio slash ghost divers or by searching ghost divers in your podcast type of choice uh we're starting psychopath soon and i'm excited uh, you can find the show at Ponder Putin on Twitter or just at Putin at Ghost. You can find me at Fox Omnia on Twitter and co-host and also now Blue Sky, uh, where you can check my pinned tweet or pinned chost and I can't figure out how to pin posts on Blue Sky to find links to all of my podcasts. Where can people find you, Connor? You can find me at uh, Rabelais on Twitter and co-host and uh, not on Blue Sky because I don't know what that is. And our opening theme is Ningen Nante by Yoshio Takaro and taking us out today is Shock Me by Kiss. Fast as mess.